Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Well, hey, it is good to be in this spot right here. Uh, I had Mother's Day and I had senior recognition, and I'm going to tell you, it's hard to sit there and not preach, okay? So uh, it's good to be right here today. So a couple weeks ago, we started a series called The Seven Longings of the Human Heart. There are longings that the Father put in us, okay? We all have them. Don't sit out there and give me the John Wayne saying, I'm too tough, I don't have them. Yeah, you do. You have these, okay? We all have them. We were created that way, okay? The the longings that God gave us are in us. They're there at birth. All of us have this. It It is only and can only be satisfied by the communion with the Heavenly Father. Here are the seven again. To be enjoyed, we looked at that several weeks ago, to be fascinated, to be to gaze upon beauty to be someone great, to experience intimacy without shame, to be wholehearted, and to make a deep and lasting impact. These longings resound in each of us at the foundation of who we are. God created these longings knowing that only they can only be fully satisfied in Him, that they would be avenues to a deeper relationship to the Father. Okay, today we're going to look at the longing to be fascinated, okay, or the longing for fascination. I want you to watch this first.
That's pretty cool stuff. Dopper Day's probably fired up looking at that stuff. That is, uh, Brett, thank you. Brett put that together for me, put the music to that. Um, pretty incredible. We love stuff. The human stuff that makes us fascinating. go, wow, how do you do that? That's awesome. But then the supernatural stuff of God and all his creation. Did you see those lights? Those are cities. That's not lava, okay? Uh, and what was cool is to see the lightning. That was from the top down. We see it from here. That was above the storms. Pretty stinking cool. And the northern lights were also awesome. But we have a fascination for stuff that's unspeakable. Humans can do incredible things, but my God can do even better. And so we love that. It's put in us, okay? Uh, Too often for humanity, though, it's marked by this insensible desire for fascination. We long for that. We long for that which can't be explained, the intensity of the interest, the infallible things that we see. But too often, we settle for temporary fascination by the things of the world. We look at concepts, cultures, man-made creations to find fascination in which is only meant to lead for one thing, and that's to lead us back to the one who is most fascinating, and that is our Heavenly Father. You and I were created to be fascinated by the invisible nature and the miraculous supernatural work of Almighty God. We were created to know personally a God who created the universe so vast in its no- enormity and by measure that we were that he created the experience for communion with God he created it so we could even with the largest telescopes that God even makes we can't even see all the things that he created God's space God's God's canopy in which we live in is so enormous so large so breathtaking that we can't We can't and nor will we ever, even the greatest satellites and telescopes, be able to put our hands around it. We can't. That's the God who made us. Psalm 139 says that's the same God that hung stars that we don't even have names for or haven't even found yet. It's the same God that created us, knit us together in our mother's womb. We serve a God of wonder who alone can satisfy the longing in our hearts for fascination. I want you to listen to the scripture. This is Isaiah 42, 42, 8. I am the Lord, and that is my name. And I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols. Mm. I'm going to read that again because that's just good. I am the Lord, and that is my name. And I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols. But somewhere along the way, we've chosen as a people to seek fascination in the world over fascination in God. I want you to go to your word. I want you to go to Romans. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Look at verse 18. Romans 1, 18. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godliness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what they may know about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. 
For since creation of the world, God's invisible qualities and eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that man will be without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him. Boy, that's big. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. And although they claimed to be wise, they were fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man, birds, and animals, and reptiles. Verse 24, therefore, God gave them over. Man, that's a sad statement right there. In a sinful desire of the hearts to sexual immorality, impurity, and the degrading of the bodies with one another. Now watch 25. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. And they worship and serve created things rather than the creator who will ever, forever praised. Amen. Man, that's a, that's a strong word. Romans 1 is a strong declaration. But we have simply turned sin. Sin has turned our gaze from God to creation. You see it everywhere. We exchange that which would wholly satisfy us for all eternity for idols that were never designed to satisfy us at all. Never. It's all around us. We idolize created over creator. We do it everywhere. Hey, listen to me. There is nobody in here loves sports more than me. Love it. Love it. That's all it's on. When sports is off TV, that's just terrible. To me, that's just, that is the worst. If there's no sports on TV, that's depressing. Because I, I don't like that other TV stuff. That's just drama-filled junk. I mean, that just drives me crazy. Give me sports, I'm good to go. But listen, we can so easily in this country make athletes gods. And buddy, they're not. Every athlete you see do incredible things is a man or a woman, a son or a daughter, a daddy or a wife. They're just humans. They're not gods. When I grew up in the, in the 80s, Michael Jordan did things. People couldn't even find words to describe. I'm serious. LeBron's still trying to figure it out. All right? And I'm sorry if you're a LeBron fan, this generation is. But I'm telling you, Michael Jordan did things. He hung in the air like somebody had a string to him sometimes. Madison Square Garden, he had 103 degree fever, hit 45 on the Knicks, kept coming in and out of the locker room drinking Gatorade. Gatorade's like, that's the greatest man in the world. They made a lot of money off Michael Jordan. I'm just telling you. But he's not just a man. He's just a man. Creation will never trump the creator. And we've got a world that's fascinated with creation. Latest, greatest. Listen, Paxton and my son Brett are sometimes embarrassed to be around me. True. Because I couldn't tell you what the latest, greatest is. I can't spell it nor pronounce it. I go in the Apple store. They say, can I help you? I'm like, trust me, you can't help me. You, you can't help me. I don't even know what to look for. I don't even know what I'm in here for. Don't ask me if you can help me. I'm just going to stay over here. I'm good to go. Because I'm like a dinosaur in an Apple store. All right? Just don't have nothing for me. It doesn't do anything for me. And so listen to me. There's a lot of latest, greatest. There's a lot of gadgets. There's a lot of wow. There's a lot of things that will take your breath away. But I'm going to tell you something. Nothing 
Nothing. Take your breath away like God. Nothing. Nothing will take your breath away. We jump from material thing to material thing. From TV show to TV show. From idea to idea. To location to location and person to person. We'll be fascinated with something for a week or a month at most. And then I'll get bored. We buy and sell and get in and get out of relationships. We ride emotional roller coasters. The whole time we're thinking, man, this will be it. This is what I'm missing. Listen, it's not what you're missing. You can get it and it'll never satisfy you. It'll never be enough for you. You always keep craving more. God is calling us to a restored life where our need for fascination is satisfied in Him, in Him alone. If you do that, it will produce in you four, really five very very impacting things in your life. Five things that you're going to love. Number one is peace. When someone is fascinated with the things of God and not the things of the world, their life is absolutely titled peace. They have peace. They walk in peace. They're sometimes unrecognizable to the world. Why? Because we don't look like the world and we don't need the things of the world to give us peace. The things of the world cannot give you peace. Wasn't intended to give you peace. God gives you peace. You can walk through a world that has the mindset, I've got to have everything. I've got to get it all. I've got to get the newest. I've got to get the latest. I've got to get the greatest. And you can walk through life with peace. You can go through hard times and not be recognizable. Why? Because you have a peace that comes from a fountain that comes from within you that produces that peace. Your life will be characterized by joy. Listen to me. Joy does not come from happiness. Happenings can make you happy. But joy comes from Jesus. That's simply that. You can be happy for a little while with something that happened. But if not, if you're not careful, you will be like a six-flag roller coaster of emotions. If you've got it and it's good, you're happy. But if you don't have the latest and you don't have your stuff, you're miserable. I don't want to bump into you at the bottom of the roller coaster, okay? You're a very depressing believer, Okay? It doesn't go together. Joy comes from within. Fulfillment. You are fulfilled. Why? Do you have everything? No. But you're fulfilled because you're a child of the king, and the child of the king is fulfilled and satisfied in his father. You have everything you need. Satisfaction, yes, characterizes your life. Why are you satisfied? Is there other stuff that you would like to have? Could you have bigger, better? Yeah, you could. Is there other things that you wish? Yes. But here's the deal. You're satisfied because you're satisfied in him. Let me ask you a question. Is God enough? Is he? Is God enough? For some people, he's not. He's not. They have a relationship with Christ, but it's at a level so shallow, they're always fishing in the deep end for something else that the world can give them. Listen to me. You need to turn your boat around. You need to go to the deep end with Jesus and fish back to the shallow end of the world. Don't fish from the shallow end to the deep end, okay? Fish from the deep end to the shallow end. The world got nothing for you. That's why we're passing through. I'm in this world, but not of this world. This world will never, ever fascinate you. 
Now, hey, I love it as much as you do. I love the latest grace. I could watch sports stuff like it all the time. I could watch the things of God all the time. I mean, I sit there last night, watch that big thunderstorm roll north with all that lightning and power. That leaves you in awe. That's beautiful. It wasn't beautiful if you were in Stratford, but it is beautiful, all right? It hurt if you were in Stratford, but it's beautiful for us. But that's the power of God. That, that's creation of God. I was, I was fortunate or unfortunate enough to be with my grandfather on the Texas Gulf Coast and rode out a hurricane. Not a big hurricane, okay? We sent the rest of the family closer into Athens, but my grandfather and I stayed. Man, I want you to understand something. When an eye of a hurricane comes over, it's pretty cool. It's pretty stinking cool. Wind doesn't blow, you can see blue skies. But you shouldn't go outside and have a picnic because that's something called the backside. And when it gets here, it'll rearrange your life. It's sometimes meaner. Everything that just went that way, about to go that way. That's pretty weird, okay? It's called storm surge. Then it's got to gather it back. It's pretty incredible. Stepped out of the house and looked up, and in the middle of a hurricane, I saw blue sky. Pretty cool. My grandfather said, you might want to get in here as quick as you can. Yes, sir, getting in. That's a beautiful thing. Is that a, a creation? Is that beautiful? Yes. But that all that I had as a sophomore in high school pales in comparison of the all that I have now when I see the things of God. The things of God have got to move you deeper than the things of creation. The things of creation have got to draw you, yes, but they should draw you to him, okay? They should draw you to him. You have a heavenly father that is calling you to stop seeking fascination in which is fleeting and root yourself in him who is eternally satisfying. All of his creation, good or bad, would draw us to the creator. Listen to me. Everything in life is to draw you to the father. When you have birds singing in the morning, those are beautiful birds singing, beautiful songs, okay? They're not to drive you to the birds, okay? They're to drive you to the father, all right? When you see gorgeous trees and Big old hills rolling with big trees. They're not to drag you to a tree and let you hug it and kiss it, all right? That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to enjoy the beauty of creation, but it needs to draw you to the Father. When you see that sea come on that shore and you hear the sound of that ocean, it's not to draw you to the ocean, it's to draw you to the maker of the ocean. Does that make sense? The maker has made creation all around us. His nature and his creation speaks, but you've got to listen for him. You've got to have ears to hear. All of creation is for your enjoyment, for our enjoyment. Not for us to be fascinated in the creation, but to be fascinated in the creator. That's what he's drawn us for. May God satisfy the longing for fascination today and every day in your life. May he remain the source of your wonder and your awe. Listen to Romans 5 I and mean Romans 125 again. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. And they worshiped and served the created things rather than the creator who is forever praised, amen. You know what I have found almost 30 years, started ministry in 88. 
We, we sometimes, my friend, too often, I believe, pray small prayers to a big God. I used to pray small prayers to a big God. Dude, I was in ministry and prayed small prayers to a big God. When's the last time you prayed a prayer and outside of the fact that God doing it, it wasn't going to happen? It's amazing. When you pray big prayers to a big God and he does big things in your prayers, you can't help but be speechless. When's the last time you came to church, came to worship, and prayed prayers that left you speechless? I've had the privilege to be on the other side of moments in the presence of God where I walked away, and I'm telling you right now, I was flat out speechless. People walk up and say, what just happened? And I'm like, dude, I... God, that's all I could say. I didn't even have the words in the book to put attached to that miracle, that supernatural event. I've been at youth camps and seen it. I've been in prisons and seen it. I saw it in my own dad in a jail cell. I saw it with my wife. I saw it in all kind of people. There's a, there's a supernatural miracle healing that happened, and the woman that's happening is sitting in this worship center today. There are many of you who have seen absolutely, I mean things that just blow you away. Listen to me. This book, this book is incredible. You know when it really becomes incredible? When the things in this book happen in front of you. I'm going to tell you right now, you can love the Bible, and you can believe the Bible, and you can just love reading the Bible, but when the Bible jumps out of the pages and sits in front of you, when, when the Word becomes flesh and dwells among you, when you see it, you, it'll never be the same again. Never. See, this is a book. The Bible's a book to a lot of people, but to many people that seen the book come alive, oh my gosh, it's more than a book, my friend. It's more than a book. When's the last time, when's the last time God left you speechless? When? You say, Jeff, that's, that's just never happened to me. Then you need to pray bigger. You need to expect bigger. You need to anticipate bigger. I promise you this. Be the children of Israel. Egyptian army coming. And a sea of water in front of you. And see that water part and that land be dry. And you go on the other side. And imagine you're on the other side and you look back. And what was chasing you and about to kill you just gets destroyed. You think for a second that any of them could just stand and go, well, that's pretty good. No. I'm going to tell you what they look like. Oh my gosh, what we just saw and what our God just did, I'll never be the same again. 
When's the last time that what God did in your life drove you to your knees and left you speechless? When's the only thing you could do in the presence of God because of what he just did in front of you is just throw your hands up and say, God, I don't even know what to sing and I don't know what to say, but I'm the hallelujah be your name. Praise God. See, my friend, (laughs) I'm concerned because a country that men and women died for and God has blessed so richly is walking away from the truth of God and believing a lie. We need to get back to believing the God of all creation and being so consumed by the creator that he leaves us speechless. Not some stupid human trick. Not some dog with one leg. That's cool. Bless his heart for hopping around. But I'm going to tell you right now, I want to be more blown away by God. More blown away. I don't want to ever be a part of a church that doesn't see God do stuff that I can't even describe. I want to see God do incredible things because the God I see in this Bible left some people walking away speechless. I guarantee you Lazarus' friends didn't have words. I mean, did you see them pin their little description? They don't pin nothing down. They don't want to say. Their pen can't talk. I mean, let God blow your mind. Because the many times the things that we pray for, we can do anyway. We really can. We really can. Pray for something that only God can do, and when he does, it'll blow your mind. Pray big prayers to a big God. The choice is up to you. What will you spend your time and energy seeking today? Matthew 6.33 says this, Seek you first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Seek first the fascination of the creator, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. May he wow you, may he awe you, may he leave you speechless. And when he does that, there's nobody ever, ever, can talk you out of loving Jesus. When he does stuff that leaves you speechless, when he changes you because of the supernatural and the miracles that he does, you will never, ever, 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 ever be the same again, and you will never pray the same way again. We have not because we ask not. What are you more fascinated by, the creation or the creator? That's the question today. I pray every day of your life from this point forward that creation will always wow you but God will leave you speechless. May the things of God leave you in awe. Pray big prayers to a big God and watch big things happen. Let's pray together. Father, we love you this morning. And God, as the worship team comes up and we're gonna stand in just a little bit for invitation. God, I I, I promise you on a Memorial Day weekend, There's some people in this room. Mm. There's some people in this room right now that need a big prayer from a big God. Father, I pray today that we become a people that are not fascinated by the creation but are fascinated by the creator. May you blow us away. May you wow us. May you leave us speechless. May we ask 
for things that are supernatural and that are a miracle and watch you do it. God, I thank you that we serve a God that is so incredible, so awesome, so in, so mind-blowing that we can't get our minds around you. And God, I pray that we will begin to believe a God like that. As we stand, God, begin to move us, maybe for salvation, maybe just to our knees down here at this altar to say, God, I'm sorry. I got more confidence in creation than I have in my creator, and that's got to change. So God, whatever you need to do to us, don't dismiss us from this place without you being a God that wows us and fascinates us today. We love you. We stand in honor of you. Move us now by your spirit in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland. 